0: Today's topic, how to boost sales through case study marketing. Let's do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Smaru Talks. And today on Smaru Talks, we have Anfernee. But we will be talking about things regarding content, how you can use content for your business and some case studies. Anfernee actually uses um, case studies you know, to help businesses with content. So um, Anfernee, you're very welcome
1: glad to be here joseph it's uh it's my first interview with someone in nigeria so i'm quite excited
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to smart Talks podcast We'll be right back. Hey, my name is Joseph Paul Smile. Smile Talks is focused at helping you listening to discover more about yourself, to grow and to transform your world. We do this by connecting you to experienced coaches, business experts, and even professionals. Now, before we dive in, our content and marketing services are available for you on creativebay.com. All the links and spellings are in the description. Just don't miss out. Welcome back.
1: <laughs> so my name is Anthony Chansomouf. I'm the director of Simple Creative Marketing and uh, I'm, a, I'm a content strategist, a writer and a speaker, uh, also a copywriter. And mm. um, essentially my background, well, if, if you see my photo, I'm, uh, I'm actually originally born in Laos and uh, my family uh, are from, that, uh, from there and I was born there. And then when I was one year's, one year old, my uh, family immigrated to Australia and I grew up, uh, you know, I went to school in Australia. I studied here and uh, 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 joined the professional workforce um, all in Sydney mm-hmm. and then uh, worked in corporate. So I, I when I joined corporate, I was working in uh, for uh, Hewlett Packard and working as a, um, in their call center, basically taking support calls and uh, dealing with technical issues not yeah So i'm not a technician but i actually helped with the customer service side of the business and then uh, i was there for a number of years and i think about 15 months after i joined the company uh this is well going back to 2003 uh we the company then started to globalize uh which we, today in 2021, we call that outsourcing. Um, Back then it was basically transitioning, yeah, it was transitioning my entire team that was based in Sydney to India. Uh, And so I was, as a manager, I I was the manager of the team there and then I went to India to train the new team that was replacing the team that I had in Sydney. Uh, And so that was um, the first experience I had of, what outsourcing looked like especially especially on a global scale uh and so that was really a, a, an eye-opening experience i got to see the challenges that came with uh trying to you know move an operation from one country to another uh, and then dealing with the the implications of what that looks like afterwards you know like there were customers that were not so happy about that transition um and then there was also on the other side. I was working with the repra- uh, the, the team members over there and, and learning all about the challenges they were facing because they were essentially being forced. Well, I say forced, but they mm-hmm. they were having this really interesting experience of um, receiving all this work, uh, but then having to deal with cultural challenges and and all these other kind of challenges that uh, comes with being a global company, and so. Uh, my role, yeah, I was I was in the core center, customer support center, um, but I learned a lot about working with teams. I learned a lot about working with different cultures. Uh, and then uh, the following, so in 2006, I actually moved to Canada. Uh, and No, it was 2009, so my brain's a bit... I still need to wake up, man. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that basically led me down the path to... Um, moving to Canada for for work as a project manager and then the global financial crisis hit in 2009 uh, and then my I was made redundant so I was in another country uh, enjoying my time there lost my job and then that's when I was in the situation where I I had a visa um, to work uh, for that particular company in Canada but the visa stipulated that I could not work for any other companies. So when they let me go, uh, I still had another year left, you Mm. know, to stay in Canada, but not allowed to work officially. All right. So, um, then I started to think about what am I going to do? I still had to pay rent and, and, you know, uh, I didn't want to go back to Australia yet. I just wanted to stay over there and, and, um, enjoy my time there. So my uh, uh, housemate at the time, she recommended that I, um, teach salsa because i was on the weekends what i was doing was teaching a volunteer teaching at a church uh in, at a local church and um teaching basic and intermediate salsa dancing uh, and so she said you know why don't you do that uh you know and and as a side hustle but it wasn't called side hustle back then but it was just like why don't you just do that to make some extra cash or whatever it was yeah. uh, and so mm-hmm. all these things uh really learned you know during that time uh, okay. The other thing that happened during that time was I met the woman who uh, was to become my wife. So uh, oh. <laughs> I went to an event and um, yeah, I, I was two years into that role. I, I was starting to get, uh, it was quite an intense role and, and we had lost a couple of key people. And it was one of these situations where I was doing, um, you know, 50 hours a week and it was becoming quite stressful uh and so then it was my actually um fiance at the time who said you know uh it's probably better that that that, that you resign uh and take a break um because it was starting to the stress was starting to have negative impact on, on our relationship as well uh and so I, I took that advice and and put my resignation in and then uh we're starting to think about, well, we've got a wedding on the way, so um, we need to have So you know, I need to, to make some money for that as well. And, and and uh, then the natural thing that happened was I actually joined this uh group on Facebook, which was called the Seven Day Startup, and it's based on uh, the, the guy who ran the group, uh, his name is Dan Norris, and he uh, he's, he's got five books out now, but at a time he had a book out called um, uh, Content engine. Oh, I'm getting it wrong. No, he had a book out called Seven Day Startup, right? And and basically, the theory or the philosophy behind the book uh, and, and Dan's contention is that to start a business doesn't re- does not require you uh, to it only requires you to to do certain actions uh, and launch within seven days to then validate whether or not the business will work. All right, I believe in that philosophy. It's worked for me. So Simple Creative Marketing was launched based on doing that challenge, uh, seven day challenge. And um, within, you know, three days of me creating inside of Facebook, I landed three clients. Uh, you know, I had an initial launch offer, you know, I'll create um, you know, X number of articles for you for, I don't know, $150. I do not remember <clears throat> at the time, but I had three people saying, yes, I'm interested in, um, uh, uh, getting some articles written so let's let's go you know right. and so that that led to um me growing that business and it wasn't called simple creative marketing at the time i think i called it content mates at the beginning or something like that uh, being a real aussie uh and uh, the feedback was you probably want to change the name <laughs> so, <laughs> so i said okay uh you, know, you have to listen yeah yeah so you have to listen to the feedback and you know one of the one of the first clients that actually uh, hired me uh, when when I started Simple Creative Marketing is still one of my clients is still my primary client today. A great accounting business, uh, and they they and they also launched during that same challenge. It's really interesting, um, yeah, the journey that I that I've been on, and uh, it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon for you know to to have. Different businesses along the way to learn seriously, how to actually run one uh, successfully.
0: <laughs> it's it's not But, right? but the um, thing is, we have to learn how to fail
1: before we learn insane. how to succeed.
0: Yeah, your your journey is really interesting. I mean, I, I had to take the time to listen to this journey because it's it's seriously a long journey. And from what you said, you're not like um some people might want to call you an introvert, and some people might want to say that, but a lot of people. You know, just like right here on Smart talks we are focused on helping people to discover themselves so they can come out there. And for you to start a business, for you to be able to touch people's life, you have to come out. You have to be bold. You have to be strong. Come out there. And my, look at, you you, you decided to take the bold step before you know it, it's turned to something huge. So I think for me, sometimes what holds a lot of people out there back is just taking that step forward of, Let's do this. You know, today we're talking about how we can get clients, make more sales through case study marketing. I mean, it's huge. I know a lot of people maybe here have never heard about case study marketing. It's not so common in the marketing field. People just say digital marketing and maybe... um, Copyrighted and um, digital marketing generally you know inbound marketing and things like that, but you know I want you to explain to us what is truly this case study marketing
1: So essentially it's uh, case study marketing is really uh, a one aspect of success stories to generate leads and sales for your business right so um, one thing that that so I've been a content strategist for a, n- a number of years now. And I've worked with different small businesses and also larger organizations um, to really develop and, and understand, you know, what is the best approach for them to generate um, or to attract new leads to to generate um, high quality uh, clients. Uh, you know, and 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 there's many things you can do, right? With marketing, you can you can do a podcast, you can uh, run ads, you can you know put some billboards up somewhere and pay a lot of money for those and, mm. and get onto the radio. And there's all these things that you can do. And I'm not even talking about it, just some digital digital. There's already a hundred of things, a of, hundred of things you can do, but um, I've been working predominantly in the, the B2B space uh, for the last five years. And we've service businesses like accountants and financial planners and uh, graphic designers and, and coaches and consultants and something that, that, has become really apparent is you know a lot of all those businesses rely on trust, right? So so if you are imagine if you're an account <laughs> uh, with with their looking at their numbers all the time and and, and some really personal details, um, mm-hmm. they're not going to work with you, right? Uh, and so when you're working with and trust is the currency um, that really powers marketing, right? So the goal of marketing to me is to really share. Uh, you know, your expertise and what you can do and, and how you can solve a sp- specific problem for a specific audience or a specific buyer. Uh, but you need to do it. You need to quickly establish trust and credibility, right? If, if you cannot do that, no matter how you know fancy and entertaining your marketing is, uh, then, then you're not going to get the sales, right? And so uh, where case studies come or customer success stories come in is it's a really um, direct way to showcase what you can do right so you can actually share uh, you know here are uh, here's a story of uh, you know uh, joseph and 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 we helped joseph to do you know to generate uh you know uh, three times more leads in in 90 days or six months or whatever it was and here's how we did that right so the, the so sh- uh, sharing the result that was produced and then also the process that was used to get there, uh, you know, a, 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 and that's, that's a, and you're painting the before and after picture. Um, it, it's a really powerful way uh, to, to again, demonstrate that you can deliver on the promise. All right. So you're saying that you can produce a certain result or a transformation for someone. Have you done that before? And have you done it with someone like me or like, you know, have you worked with a company like ours, right? Uh, And that's what we're looking for as buyers. You think about, you know, you're looking for, I was actually been through this process last, this month where I was looking for a dentist, uh, you know, to do some work on my teeth. And I actually went and checked, you know, five different dentists in my local area. I went and looked on Google and looked looked at their Google reviews and uh, did that kind of research. And what I was looking for was, you know, what were people saying about them? i checked out some of their websites um, and i went with the one that had the best reviews and had the most reviews they had 30 reviews everyone else had three or two or one review Um, and you know and that could be a mistake on my part but in my experience it's you know we're operating in this digital world right now and the way that we tend to buy and research is online right mm-hmm. um, we could we also ask our friends you know we you know, I went to some of my family members and said you know what do you know anyone who do you go to you know and I was actually re- referred to someone um, but it ended up not not going with them because I found out when I was reading some of the reviews they were not great like you know they were terrible uh, experiences my, my my teeth were hurting for days and these sort of things and I said oh, I don't want that right so <laughs> um, you know coming back to, to business um, okay. it's yeah it's the same thing so now the good thing about case studies specifically is it's quite a um, powerful retention tool as well. So if you if you think about it, if, if you bought something, uh, a service from somebody, and you know, they they helped you generate a great result, right? Uh, and you were happy with that that, that experience, um, you liked you liked how. The engagement went. Uh, it was a very positive experience for you. And then they, the, you know, the 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 company that you worked with came back to you and said, you know, hey, um, we were very happy to, to to complete that project with you, or, or you know, to have you as a client. You're one of our most valued clients. We'd love to profile you and share your story and the work that we've been able to do together and what we've been able to accomplish. Uh, would you be um, interested in participating in that? Right. Uh, how would you respond if you, if you had a truly remarkable experience, right. um, in most likely you're going to say, yes, you're going to say, yeah, I'd love to be, I'd love to have my business profiled on your website. Um, You know, my story shared with, you know, your your email list of a thousand other businesses. Right. So that becomes a great um, moment to put some shine uh, to, to shine the light on your clients. You know, uh, and something that I definitely one hundred percent ascribe to is that the best, the hero in your sto- in your story, the hero of your story, uh, needs to be your clients, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, no one likes it when it's all about you, right? You're just out there talking about yourself, know, I'm the best. <laughs> um, it's 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 okay for you to believe that, uh, and and to to you know to. If that's what's driving you, awesome, right? Uh, you do need to believe in yourself. At the same time, the market might not respond too positively to that. If that's all you're saying, like you know we're the best, because um, the reaction immediately is prove it, right? What's your proof? Here you go. Yeah. Here's, you know, you're five case studies. Here are ten case studies of clients that we worked with and what they've said about us. Boom, you've got it, man. Like that's 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 where the power is.
0: Absolutely. You know, you know, content. I mean, this content marketing. And bringing in case study marketing is is such a a great combination, such a great combination. Because a lot of people might say, okay, fine, I want to go into this um, case study marketing. How do I go about it? But I don't want to go into content. Actually, they have to do that through content. And I realize that a lot of businesses um, misunderstand what content is. Some people think content is all about the written version, but content is broken down into three for me. we have the video format, we have the audio, and we have the text. So, and right now, if you check from the recent metrics that I saw, um, video is ranking the top. So, and that's why a lot of businesses that understand what you just said about case study marketing, they are leveraging on these, you know, case studies of people that they've worked with. They call testimonials. So they're using that on their website. I mean, this great guy, Russell Brunson, Peng Jun, these amazing people, even Tony Robbins, they're using this same formula. And that means it's proven and it's working. So uh, what what do you think is kind of maybe holding people back from, because some people think it's placated. So what do you think is holding people back, maybe from your experience and taking the step to go into case study marketing?
1: Yeah, I think there are, there are a couple of uh distinctions and, and also um, psychological uh, understandings that may prevent people from going down the path of creating case studies. The first one is uh, understanding the the, the real difference between a testimonial and a case study. Um, a testimonial typically is something that's short. That's, you know, uh, if it's written, it's only one or two sentences. Um, and, and, you know, if you think of a Google review, right, it's typically they're not long. Uh, usually the client will go on to Google and they would, write a couple of sentences uh, of their experience and give you a rating right um if you look at testimonials on you know like you mentioned tony robbins so if you look at the testimonials on 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 the site um usually it's a photo and then it might be a paragraph right uh, the, the 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 challenge with testimonials um is that you, they can they can be fabricated right mm-hmm. um someone can just write some words, put it on a page. How do we know that that testimonial is real, right? Um, with, with If you're going down the road of a case study, uh, it's much more in depth, okay? Uh, we are not only um, sharing, word, if, if, if it's written, and, and we produce written and video format for our clients, if, if we do, um, if it's written, then it, it, it's more, typically 500 words to in debt, because as I mentioned, you're also breaking down the process. Uh, You're also providing the context, right? So the testimonial typically only focuses on what happened afterwards, right? We had this experience with this dentist. It was great, right? Um, What's missing from all that was what was, why did you go to the dentist? What did you do in your process to evaluate and research that dentist, right? What did you, uh, what was the experience like while you were there? Okay. Uh, These sort of details are important for a prospective buyer because they want to understand, uh, you know, not only did you accomplish the result, but what was it like, you know, if, if, the, if you accomplished the result, but you had a terrible experience to get there, right? Um, is that important to you? And for me, it is. For some people, it might not be, right? But, but uh, you know, if, if someone, if I knew it's going to be super painful and it's really noisy in, in the clinic and uh, I'm going to hate being there, but hey, at the end of the day, I got my teeth fixed. Um, but then my 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 alternate choice is to choose a wonderful experience. They were really caring. They took care of me. They were clean. They were sanitized. All these things. Right. And considering now that we're in the time of COVID uh, and in the pandemic, uh, these are very important factors. Right. So you yeah. want to know the context. Um, so case studies. Give you that as well, okay? And and when you have a video and you're talking through with the, the when you're interviewing the client, um, it, it's and people can see them sharing the story. Uh, that's uh, it's much more difficult to fabricate that. Now, of course, you can actually go onto Fiverr and whatever sites and pay someone to create a fake case study for you. Um, but uh, it, it very quickly you can determine whether or not that's fake, all right? Okay. Uh, because you can do your research around that. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is actually actually understanding the process and the, the, the steps required to produce a case study. And I've got a framework that I can share with you uh, on how um, to craft a compelling case study. It actually requires uh, that we take seven steps through that process. Uh, and so, you know, a common challenge that, that business owners might have is: well, how do I actually produce a great story? Right. Uh, if they're not copywriters, if they don't have copywriting training, if if they you know, not so great with the written word, um, they may struggle with, uh, you know, uh, doing, uh, presenting a really compelling story. And, you know, if you're familiar with the hero's journey, um, or if you're not familiar with the hero's journey, I recommend you you go and check that out and, and, and look at the YouTube videos on, on what that is. Um, essentially all our narratives, whether it's in religion or in, um, you know, Hollywood movies, uh, or m- majority of them focus on are uh, uh, built upon a framework which is known as the hero's journey uh, and our case study framework is is based on that as well right it basically takes um the hero being your client not you remember your your role uh, have you uh, have you seen the lion king
0: yeah
1: sure sure yeah all right yeah so that's one of my favorite movies and the one I cartoon record, <laughs> yeah yeah uh so one cartoon where a random fact where i actually cried in the cinema when i was watching it when mufasa oh. uh, or when, when the father you know something not great happened to him uh and uh and so uh, uh that in in the story all right you will remember there is a character um called rafiki which is actually the wise ape right the wise mentor yeah. um to, to the lion king to simba and um so your role in your story is to be the wise
0: mentor. Rafiki. Your role
1: is to be Rafiki, right? <laughs> and you're the guide, okay? Because when you when your client comes to you, they are Simba, they're, they're, they're becoming the prince, becoming the king. Uh, they're trying to find out how do I become that, right? And they have a problem to solve. Your role is you know, to be the mentor, to be the guide, to help them through the transformation, right? So when we craft a narrative, that's the stance that we take right and and it should be um what i found you know producing thousands of pieces of content over the last you know few years uh is when when you as the business or as the entrepreneur uh can take that position of being the guide versus being the hero right uh then and, and putting your clients as the heroes that's much more effective um, when it comes down to things like conversion and engagement and those sort of things, right? So whenever I, I do social media content, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, if you go and check out any of my posts, I typically don't speak about me. I actually tend to speak about my community members. I talk about, you know, my partners. I talk about my clients and my team, right? There's, um, and, you know, I have, there's two heroes, or, oh, you know, I mentioned earlier, the philosophy of the the clients, your clients are your heroes. Um, I also add a a second piece to that, which is your team members are also your heroes, right? So it's good to also profile who are the people in your team because that's, um, we all know that great businesses and great companies and organizations are built on great teams, right? Uh, And and it's, it's never a solo effort. Even though we might be freelancing or a solo operator, we are working with other partners. We are working with, you know, uh, in the background, for me, one of my key partners is my wife, right? And she is, uh, without her, I wouldn't have this business. I wouldn't be doing wow. what I'm doing. Uh, and full credit to, to to what she's been able to do. And she's uh, been a silent investor in the company. She's, you know, wow. pre- like um, pays our bills and on months when the business wasn't making any money. Um, so that's an important story uh, to share also right? And to give recognition and acknowledgement to to that support. You know, Uh I have mentors and guides and people that I'm sure you do where, you know, you you talk to people and and I think we don't do a good enough job to acknowledge those people um, and the people who have been an important part of your journey. And and I I would encourage anyone listening to this to actually get into the habit of doing that. So I have this, one of my I've got like a content strategy for my social media. So every um, once a week, I'm doing a a community shout out post and, you know, um, uh, my success in some way. um, And and I just acknowledge them. I just say, thank you for, for, you know, um, for giving me that idea. Thank you for having lunch with me and and sharing, you know, what you do or inspiring me with your podcast or whatever it is. I come from that space of gratitude and, and uh, acknowledging that they are the heroes of the show, right? Without them, it doesn't work, you know. And so, uh, well, coming, I've kind of got away from from the question, but that's yeah, I you're still
0: on point. You're still the powerful. It's still yes. on point. You're, you're very much <laughs> on point because a lot of businesses would be like, uh, the case study is not working, but they have to see, just like you said, they have to see um, themselves as Rafiki. Yeah, in case you didn't know Rafiki, guys, Rafiki is the, the, the coach to Simba in the Lion King movie. You might want to go check that out. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So it's is a it's a cool thing to know that you know businesses can actually, no matter how small a business is, they can leverage on case study marketing to expand and grow, just like the sample you gave of the um, you know, you, you needed a dentist and, you know, how you searched and, you know, through the case study that they dropped on there, you know, the client's experience or the customer's experience, um, it's made you take action. And it Sincerely is a powerful and because literally I would say that uh, there is no clear difference between testimony con- and um, case study marketing. But from what you said, I, I now see there's a massive difference between the two there's a massive difference. So wrapping up right now, wrapping up right now, you know, you mentioned about seven um, content framework or something like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I will actually maybe um, love you to share a little about that. Then we go to the last part, which is our fun question for today.
1: Awesome. Okay. So essentially uh, I've developed what we call the seven Ps framework. Um, We start off with, you want to have a punchy headline. So you think about um, this is, um uh when you with any piece of content okay so case studies fit within your content mix it's not the only uh, what i'm not what i'm not saying is replace all of your content with case studies because that's not going to work either Mm -hmm. Uh, you actually need to have you know how-to guides and articles and maybe podcast episodes and videos and things like that um and you can listen to you know past episodes of of this podcast just to get ideas around that um what I would recommend is, yeah, with with the, the case study, you start with a punchy headline, uh, and the key with the headline is you want to make sure that it has its metric driven. And what I mean by that is you're sharing a tangible outcome, right? Um, to give you an example, I did a case study recently for one of my clients um, uh, called uh, They Could Be Ninjas, which is an online um, bookkeeping or accounting service for e-commerce businesses. And the let me just read the headline to you. I'm pulling that up. Um, after some working you know after interviewing their client uh, and understanding the story and the context and all of those sort of things the the final headline we landed on was uh reducing bento's bookkeeping time to five minutes per month right uh, so <laughs> if you think about work like accounting and bookkeeping right yeah yeah if you're thinking about if you've ever done your own books you'd understand that it dippy doesn't take you five minutes to, to look at your numbers, right? Like it it does um, To look at all your <laughs> transactions and consolidate and all those sort of things. Like it takes me, um, I'd say, about two hours a week, right? Um, so, 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 you know, my accounting down to five minutes a month, right? Um, so already, we've already grabbed you with the headline, okay? So that's the first one. Uh, once you've got your punchy headline, you then move on to uh, step two, which is to profile the customer. Okay. And what we mean by that is this is where you're shining the light on your customer. So you talk about their company, you talk about what they do, you you might share their mission statement, um, which is valuable, because then someone reading this can see that these are the types of companies that you work with, right? So uh, a a key part of any content strategy is to really get clear on who you're trying to reach, right? And we call that the the, the buyer persona or the avatar. Uh, You know, we talk about uh, the ideal client profile, right? So even before we start producing the case study, we're always we're already thinking about, well, I want to produce a case study for this type of business or this type of client. And therefore, I'm going to select a client who matches that profile, right? And then in the actual case study, we're going to sh- make sure that we share that's who they are, yeah? Um, so when someone's reading that and they go, hey, that's a business just like mine. Um, that means that you've worked with someone like me. Therefore, I'm going to want to read more, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so we profile the customer give them their five minutes of fame. uh, And then we move on to step three, which is to um, uh, state the problem. It's called, uh, we're going to share the problem statement. All right. And this is where we get clear on the challenges and the context. uh, And we're really painting the before picture. All right. So we're really showing, um, you know, this is what was happening for them when they, before they came to us. Right. Uh, And so during the interview process, when I'm interviewing the client, uh, I'm asking them questions like, you know what was your evaluation process? What were the your requirements? What were you looking for? Uh, what didn't work with if, if you worked with an accountant previously? What didn't work with them? Uh, you know what were the challenges that came up for you? And uh, you know and how was that impacting you on a personal level? Right? And this is where you, you can really differentiate, you know, your story by getting into the personal. Right. Typically, we try and keep it keep it professional. Like this is what happened with the business. Uh, where I find stories are really powerful and emotional. Right. We can relate to Simba because we know about his story. We can relate to right. Um, it's not just on a professional level. Right. So uh, to give you context, like with Jesse, the, the client example I just gave you for, for Bento, I basically asked him, Well, okay, you were it was taking you you know hours every month to do your books. What why was that a problem for you? Right. And he said because. Uh, It meant taking my time away from being with my girlfriend. It meant, uh, you know, not enjoying uh, my business, right? Uh, And so us as entrepreneurs and and people in business, we can relate to that, right? We don't like things that take us away from the things that we truly enjoy in life. We don't like, um, you know, work being the priority uh, over other things, okay? So that's the problem statement. We move to step four, which is the process, okay? And we've actually, this is where we share the steps. We do a break. Break down step by step this is our methodology this is our system this, this is exactly the journey that we took the, our client through um to produce the result this is where you show that you're the expert okay and only you can do that right uh and my tip for you here would be to give as much away as you can around your process okay because what what is really powerful is if you're showing, look, it took me five or 10 steps to get the client from A to B. uh, And someone's reading this and looking at the 10 steps and then they realize, oh my gosh, like I didn't know it would take 10 steps, right? I thought it was just three steps and I could do it myself, right? Then then you realize, oh my gosh, I can't do all those things. um, So I'm better off hiring you to do it for me, okay? So um, you're you're at least allowing uh, the, the reader um, to make that choice. Okay, so that's the process. Step five now is the payoff, right? And this is where this is where we share the end result. Okay, so what's the end result? Oh, and this relates to the headline. Okay, that, that, that um, these two work together. Uh, typically, when I'm building the case study, I actually start off with the payoff first. All right, and because this is where we int- we actually identify what are the, you know, one, two, or three things uh, benefits that came out of. The outcome for the client right so we're going beyond just the result to what what did that mean to them you know on a professional and a personal level right Um, another example here was a case study i did for a, a systemization coach so basically he helps uh ceos or directors of companies to free themselves from the business so they can spend more time Uh, you know, traveling and being with their families and these sort of things. Uh, So he helps them really systemate and automate and delegate within their companies. Uh, And when I did uh, an interview for one of his clients, I asked uh, this woman, I said to her, it's a wonderful that you've been able to free up this time and you've got the system in place. Now you've got this virtual assistant that works with you. That's all great. Why is that important? Right. And her response was just, was so incredible. She said, "You know, you know what it meant. It meant that I could now have my Sundays back with my four-year-old son." And she started crying, oh. right? Um, and 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 then I said, "That's the power. Like that's that's really what we want to read about. That's what we want to hear." He's like, "That's the real result of you know you investing thousands of dollars into this program uh, is that you got your time back with your kid, and that's priceless, right?" Um, and so that's the payoff. See, so you say, we we could have stuck to. Yes, you got your automation in there, and you got these systems in place, but that that doesn't give me—I don't know about you, Joseph—but that that story doesn't give me an emotional connection. It doesn't make me feel like, mm, yeah, you know, that's great, you know." But when we flip over to, yes, she got that, and she got time back with her son, uh, you know, and, the, and she could be the mother that she always wanted to be, right? That's huge. Yeah. Um, so that's the payoff. Then we move to step six, which is the praise. Um, and this is where we actually get the client to give us a testimonial. Right. So we we actually embed a testimonial within the case study. Right. And so, so we, uh, a good question to ask here, and this is the one that I use with, uh, when we're doing the process is if you were sitting with a buddy or friend or mate, and you were, you know, over lunch or at the bar or whatever it was, um, and you wanted to share what, what happened with them. What would you say? Okay. Um, and so, by, and I le- actually learned this from Dan Norris, uh, this question. And, and it's important because what you're saying is if you were in a casual setting, not in a professional setting, but if you're in a casual setting talking to a friend, okay, how would you share that experience? Right. And so, the, and they're not going to use language, which is complicated. They're not going to use jargon. They're just going to say, you know, this is what happened. And, and they think, share a story. And that's, that's the gold actually, right? When you can get testimonials that are authentic, um, because one of the criticisms I have with a lot of testimonials that I see is, you know, it's written by the business, right? Or the business owner. And, and, you know, it's written by the marketing team and, you know, it's um, it's not authentic. Like people don't talk like that. You know, like people don't say, Oh, the CRO was like this, blah, 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 blah. Like it's who talks like that. No one talks (laughs) like that. Right. Um, Except for the marketing person right? Um, but when it's like, like I shared with you earlier, I went to the dentist, they were amazing. They, they you know, they um, scheduled an appointment, they called me up for a follow-up. Uh, they just really showed that they care, they were clean, you know, and that's what I wanted, right? Um And so you can see I didn't say anything about the procedure. I didn't talk about all the, you know, um, what tools they use and all these sort of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sure you don't care. And then the end result was I was happy and the experience was great, right? Um, That's the praise. And the final step, step seven, is to propose the next step, okay? And this is where we share, you know, typically in marketing, we call it the call to action, all right? Um, And what's the next logical step for someone reading the case study or watching the case study video for them to then engage with you, right? As the service provider or or as the business, okay? And so, you know, typically that could be uh, book a free consultation. It could be download a free PDF, whatever it is for you. uh, You want to make sure you end the story with a call to action. Okay. So that's our seven P's.
0: Do you want me to
1: recap them quickly? Do you, do you want it. to uh, love, <laughs> it,
0: love it notwithstanding we're gonna you know put it together and send it across to our we're gonna put it together and and drop it in the show notes so um, I really I really really appreciate you coming on this podcast this is massive and huge guys it's worth the time to listen to this yeah it might be pretty long but it's really worth the time I mean sincerely this is huge uh, this is a huge gift from you and Bernie there's a, a great gift. So right now, I will switch to the last part of this, which is the fun part. Yes. Okay, the fun question for you is this. Who is your favorite singer? You're going to actually sing that song uh, for a couple of minutes. Let's say one minute. You're going to sing the <laughs> song. Maybe you, you said you were teaching salsa and you, know, you thought in church. I mean, I love that part. I would have said you should go ahead and dance and show us you know, the salsa. <laughs> There you want to <laughs> well, see my legs? That's, That's all right. You. So,
1: um, okay. Yeah. So, who's my favorite singer? I, I, I'm going to say uh, Michael Jackson. Um, just, just lyrically. Uh, I, no, you know what? I'm, I've got a few. Michael Jackson. But also, I was, what also came to mind was Mariah Carey and Boyz and uh, Boy Men. But I can't sing like Mariah, so I won't do that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hurt your ears. <laughs> um, so what I will do is I can sing a Michael Jackson song. So. Um, Uh, heal the world make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race
0: okay there you go all right super amazing i really appreciate you coming on this podcast and franny it was so much field of value so thank you so much for coming on
1: you're welcome, and I do have a gift for your audience as well. Uh, wow. If they want to d- dive a bit more deeper into case study marketing, um, I've got a free a uh, free webinar. They can head to um, so it's basically a five minute training on how to uh, craft a a strategy for your case study. Uh, on how to use case studies to, to grow your business. Uh, And so it's a, it's a five minute webinar. And also with that is a free PDF workbook uh, that they can use. So it's uh, if you go to simplecreativemarketingcom forward slash smile, you can then grab that.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank and you, I want to
1: sir. say, yeah, smile. Uh, thank you so much, Joseph, for, for inviting me today and, yeah, and awesome. uh, jamming with you. Awesome. And, and I do look forward to, to sharing some other tips. Awesome. In, uh, so in the, future. The,
0: the best ways that we're going to stay in touch with Anfernee, we're going to drop it all in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to him, book a call and you know get some of his amazing support. And in case study marketing, you'll see all that inside of the show notes. So make sure to check out the show notes and then we'll see you in the next show. You. Discover yourself, grow, and transform your world here at smiley Talks With your host Joseph Paul Smile. And if you're looking for some healthy food stuff, just visit our food store. Yes, on DayChop.com. Our content and marketing services are also available for you on CreativeBay.com. All the links and spellings are in the description. Just don't miss out.